In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, another special edition as we find out exactly what the future holds for the Cleveland Browns, or did we? Yep, we're talking about Deshaun Watson. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, please give us a uh, subscribe. We'd love it, or a couple stars along the way, or whatever you want to do. Uh, and as we've been doing for the past few weeks, we've been detailing the ins and outs of the Cleveland Browns, and obviously a huge decision on this special edition of the podcast where we talk about Deshaun Watson. Judge C- Sue L. Robinson has made her decision. Her decision is Deshaun Watson should sit out six games. Daryl Ryder, you heard the news, and uh, what say you based on his violation of the uh, NFL uh, public conduct policy? Well, her decision goes beyond the six-game suspension. He is also, uh, per her uh, findings of discipline, he is not to engage in any massage therapy uh, that has not been coordinated or approved through the team. And also, he's to have no adverse involvement with law enforcement, and he must not commit any additional uh, offenses related to uh, the conduct policy. So uh, a rather thorough explanation, I thought, from Sue L. Robinson. I expected nothing less from a former federal judge. 16 pages in length. It outlined the process. It outlined uh, the, uh, the NFL's case against Watson and why they were seeking such a harsh discipline. Uh, It included what she felt were the findings of fact from her perspective, and uh, and that Watson violated all three areas in which the NFL accused him of. She also outlined why she did not go beyond a six-game suspension and how basically previous precedent played a role the fact that the NFL's policies really haven't been written to reflect something like this and that she was not uh, you know, charged with setting uh, precedent in this case. She was charged with uh, basically coming up with discipline if, in fact, she found a violation of the policy that was in line with uh, current NFL policy and uh, standards and practices. Um, just going through that and just, uh, I do want to get with the six games. I just think from a legal aspect, it's interesting because never before have they used someone who was independent to listen to the uh, repercussions of a conflict between the NFL PA or NFL players and the NFL. So I just, I find it interesting that she uses uh, past precedent as something that uh, she could go to here, considering that they've never used someone independent, but that's just a, a random thought in the big picture. And I, I don't know if that means anything. The bigger picture is he's out for six games. And um, I, I'll be honest with you, Daryl, when I first heard it, I was like, it feels like that's great. You got six games, you missed 17 last year. Uh, you know, and as it was said on Sunday night that the NFLPA would not contest her ruling uh, and that they right. would live by it where the NFL didn't say anything. And we're kind of in a three day holding period, depending on what they want to do. So um, I, I did find it interesting. I thought six games is uh, more than fair. And uh, if he gets the opportunity to jump out there for week seven, depending on what the NFL does, um, I think the Browns should count their blessings and be happy that he's back on the field if that happens for game seven. And that was just my initial thoughts. Your initial thoughts, Daryl. Yeah, well, I, look, I think Sue L. Robinson wanted to suspend him longer. 
I, I really do. Just based on the report that she wrote and what she detailed in, uh, in the second segment of this podcast, I am going to go through her findings um, because I don't think that they have been adequately covered uh, as far as the, the specifics. Well, they didn't really. At what time did they actually come out? They weren't uh, out early this morning. We just knew yeah, what the verdict yeah. was. Um, it came out mid afternoon. Okay. And um, but just to really explain to people, because again, this is somebody who. Well, hey, hang on, Daryl. Before you get to that, what did you think of six games? What did you think of six? Well, games? I, I, I think that uh, you know, I think the Watson and the Browns should count their blessings and pray that the NFL does not appeal this, because I think if the NFL appeals this and it goes to the commissioner's office, whether it's Roger Goodell who hears it or he appoints someone to hear it, I think that the, the, the discipline is going to be worse. And and that's probably what we thought, but then the NFLPA would come back and sue. I mean, that's probably what would happen. Now, well, the, of course, the NFL, this, ahead, is the NFL. this is the process that they collectively bargained, that an independent right. arbitrator would, would go through and uh, hear the case, hear both sides, right, mm-hmm. uh, in, in discipline like this, that uh, that person, in this case, Sue L. Robinson, would then issue findings and recommend the discipline and either side then would have the opportunity to appeal. And in this instance, I, I think a lot of us thought that it was going to be Watson who would appeal the decision or the NFLPA on behalf of Watson who would appeal this decision. And it turns out uh, need to be worried about the NFL appealing this decision. Sue L. Robinson's jointly appointed by the National Football League and the NFL Players Association. So – she has really uh, – she's not on either side here. She's in the middle. Yeah, and I thought he, it was interesting to hear people say that she was on ownership side when I was like, this is the most fair the NFLPA has ever had it in any conflict between the players and, and, the, and the NFL, which essentially is the owner. I have read her report three times today already, and I'm probably going to read it a fourth and probably a fifth. I've got it printed out. <laughs> so that I can access it and, and quote from it uh, when needed, uh, you know, for my job. But it is very, very comprehensive. And again, when we get to the point in the podcast where I actually read her findings, you're going to hear just how comprehensive and detailed this report really was. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Do you think over the next 72 hours, the NFL is going to essentially appeal to themselves? And say I, we're gonna we're gonna relook this. Yeah, I, I think that they will. Now, the for clarity for audience, the the commissioner is not going to appeal to himself. Okay, uh, my understanding is the people who presented on behalf of the NFL to Sue L. Robinson, those are most likely the people that are going to quote unquote appeal this to the commissioner's office. Should they do so? Okay. okay. So the commissioner is not going to be like, yeah, we're going to appeal this to myself. And yeah, but who's paying for that? Those people? Uh, I'm guessing the NFL will have to. Okay, so essentially, it is they are appealing um, to themselves. But I no, mean, they I, paid for the they they paid for uh, this defense team uh, for the NFL to. Or I don't know if it's defense is no. It, the, it, uh, I, in this case, it'd be the prosecution. Yeah. So the and, NFL and, paid and, for and, the and pop prosecution. Terms, it was, yeah. You know, this is the prosecution. The yeah. NFL so, I mean, prosecuting look, the case. I mean, just follow the money. It, it, I mean, I know people want to laugh and say it might not be 100 percent correct, but the NFL is going to look at it themselves and figure out if they like what Sue L. Robinson said. Really, that's what it comes down to. Right. That's right. fair. Well, and again, 
And she makes this point in her findings that you can't just rewrite policy because of public outcry on the fly. There has to be a process for that policy to be implemented beforehand. And that was, I think, a major reason why she came up with the six games, that that was kind of the baseline. As she pointed out, I, I, I think it just off the top of my head, I think it was two players who have gotten eight games, one player got 10 games, and that player, um, uh, had, uh, I think, pled guilty uh, to a crime, the, the okay. player that got 10 games, and she points mm-hmm. that out. We're, uh, and the, one of the mitigating factors in this too, uh, as she outlined, uh, you know, as things are defined that this, this was non-violent, um, granted all sexual assault is violent. Let's, let's, you know, be, be clear about that, but just, you know, for legal purposes, uh, you know, violence was not included, uh, in what Deshaun Watson has been is that a, true? I, I'm just curious. Is that yeah. truly the? Yeah, legal, I mean, is that the legal definition of it? I, I think. It's, that's... I mean, it's there. There is a uh, look. There is some legalese in this thing too. Like I said, you can tell this was written by a judge. I mean, okay. because I, I mean, there can be verbal sexual right. abuse that is not Correct. violent in intent. Correct. That's and like I, just, I said, okay, it's going to be very clear when I actually read verbatim the findings. Everything is going to be very, very clear to people because again, sure. I think it's important to read this for people. So that they know uh, the unedited, non-parsed, you know, ver- you know, version of. Uh, okay, of so so here. before we get to that, because I know you you want to get to that, and we're going to get to that in a second. I just want to throw this one other uh, point out: if the NFL decides they do want to up the the punishment, okay, and then the NFLPA comes back and sues, and this thing ends up in court, I thought one of the most logical arguments I heard today was. If you decide you're going to take this to a federal court, which is where it would go to, and right. you just had a federal former federal judge listen to the case, would a federal court not say, I, I understand you guys have an issue here, but you're right. wasting the taxpayer's money because you just went out and hired a federal judge to give you a ruling, and right. yet now that's not enough for you? So I, I just think, to be honest with you, from a non-football point of view, it is a complete waste of money from a taxpayer. Right. Uh, like myself to say, Hey, that's wrong. This, this shouldn't, it, it, the, the, I, I just don't want to see a lawsuit come of this because that's our money on the line now. And it's a waste of our money. That's all. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly can't speak for federal court and how they would feel uh, about this. Should this land in their lap? But yeah, I mean, there is a chance that if uh, the NFL appeals and then either the commissioner or his designee then drops the hammer and says, yeah, six games wasn't sufficient here. We are going to go longer. Uh, and and then Watson seeks an injunction in federal court because that's what he's going to court for. He's going f- for most likely an injunction to be permitted to play. Correct. Correct. A, a, you know, until things can be resolved. Now, um, I get the injunction part. It's the whole right. process no, I, of look, having to drag out you. another legal. I mean, the legal sure. issue. look, I'm sure there are plenty of cases that judges around the country see and they roll their eyes and they, you know, throw out of their courtroom in the, in the blink of an eye. I'm sure that kind of stuff happens all the time. I just, I don't, I I just, I, I have no idea how a federal court would feel if Watson or the NFLPA on behalf of Watson, you know, goes to federal court seeking an injunction because the, you know, again, this process was collectively bargained 
Okay. I mean, this, this is what was in the, you know, collective bargaining agreement is like what, uh, less than two years old. It was completed in 2020. So this is, this system is fresh. It's new. This is the first case under it, but yeah, I mean, this is a collect, this is a collectively bargained process and the NFLPA signed off on. Yes. The commissioner is not the initial judge, jury and executioner. However, the commissioner can be the final judge, jury, and execution. And they agreed to it. And you know what? I'm at the point now with this entire case, and we're going to go to break because I want to hear what you have to say. But I'm at the point now that if Roger Goodell or the league says, hey, we don't like the way this played out. We don't like the decision. We're going up it. That's the end. Because I don't feel like paying for these guys to go to federal court. That's just me by myself. And, th- and that's right. I'll leave it at that. I mean, whatever is decided now, they decided this together with their CBA these both sides, uh, for lack of a better term, you know, made their bed and now they've got to accept it because they both agreed to this contract. Um, I, I just want to, I'll leave you with this point and you can ponder this while we go to break here in a second. And then um, Daryl is going to go through the uh, the decision, but the statement from Jimmy and D Haslam, I just want to read it to you on quarterback Deshaun Watson, which came out uh, four o'clock of the day of the decision. Uh, Throughout this process, Deshaun and his representatives have abided by the newly created and agreed upon process for the NFLPA and the NFL to defer to the uh, objective Judge Sue L. Robinson to comprehensively review all information and make a fair decision. We respect Judge Robinson's decision and at the same time empathize, empathize and understand that there have been many individuals triggered throughout this process. We know Deshaun is remorseful and that his decision has caused much heartache to many, and he will continue the work needed to show who he is on and off the field, and we will continue to support him. That was a statement from Jimmy and D. Haslam. We'll talk more about that and the ruling. Next, you're listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Vest. 